When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, our Veterans Day golf tournament presented by Subaru benefits the Folds of Honor Friday, November 10th at Black Gold Golf Course. Uh, the tournament is sold out. Keep that one in mind to win a playing spot. you got to go to our Instagram page, at ESPN Los Angeles, for all the details. And it's all presented by Subaru. Love, it's what makes Subaru a Subaru. Special thanks to Ralph's Lava Craft Cocktail Mixers, EliteAccess.com, and Sunday Swagger. Lots of water for you. Yeah, don't forget about the Ralph's water. It's going to be Ralph branded water. It's going to be Evian. Is it going to be? Who knows? Ralph's has a variety of waters that they can drink. All of them lovely. (laughs) All of them wonderful. Strike quick phone call here. Let's go to Los Angeles and Al. Al, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up, Al? Okay. uh, Good morning, guys. Good morning. And uh, and Trav, I just wanted to say now, you have always said since the Dodgers, you know, crashed out in the playoffs that you think it's time that we should get rid of Dave Roberts because, you know, even though he has good regular seasons, he always fizzles in the playoffs. Well, to me, the same can be said with Clayton. You know, I mean, he has the same track record as, as, as Roberts. You know, he has a, a good, these good regular seasons, but when it comes down to the playoffs, he fizzles. So, and, and if you believe you, if you get rid of Dave Roberts, then you should also believe it's time to let – Kershaw go. I mean, he's a great Dodger. I mean, he's right up there with Robinson and Garvey and Koufax and all that, Drysdale. I mean, his name is right there with them. But his time has passed. I mean, he has complete playoff failures, you know. If he wants mm-hmm. to go to Texas or retire, then, then let him go. You know, if they want to bring him back on a little $5 million contract, then wait and see if you got. But I say, if you want to get rid of Roberts, then you should also want to get rid of Clay, Clay Shaw because he's, I mean, he has no more success than what Roberts has. You yeah. know? So, Al, I appreciate the call. I want, I want to respond to it. I, I think there's an argument to move on from Clayton Kershaw, but I don't think it's connected to Dave Roberts. I think that they're mutually exclusive. I And, and just so we're clear, I, I'm ready to move on for Dave Roberts for the simple fact that I think it's time to try a different energy in the room. I, I think that's what it is. I, he made some mistakes. He has made some mistakes, which the, the Lance Lynn thing to me is still an unforgivable mistake. But it's more so Andrew Friedman's not going to move on from himself. They're not going to move on from their methodology just because it hasn't worked again. Clearly, like you were saying a minute ago, Slee, they're true believers in that. Mm-hmm. So let's try something different. That's my opinion on Dave Roberts, Al. If your opinion is, look, Clayton Kershaw's got to go just because he's not one of your best guys, okay, I'll listen to it. I don't think you're right, but I'll listen to it. But I don't think that removing Kershaw changes the energy necessarily. I don't think that getting rid of kind of the last remaining piece of this this run, whatever it's been, 10, 12 years, is necessary now because he's he's still really good when he's healthy. This is not a performance issue. His performance, as terrible as it was, was not what we saw against the Nats a few years ago where he just melted down and gave up a couple of bombs. Yeah, This was he couldn't get the ball near anywhere where he wanted to put it. His pitches had no bite. He had no. This was an injury-related issue. First half of the season, he was an all-star. He was a Cy Young candidate. I'm not ready to move on from a good pitcher, especially when you need a lot of good pitchers on this roster coming into the season. I, I don't think that they go together. Yeah, I, I guess – it sounds like Al's question is more if you're going to complain about Dave Roberts in the postseason, make sure you also complain about Kershaw in the postseason, and that if the name didn't say Kershaw on the back and it was any other pitcher, would that change how you if feel about healthy, bringing him back? Yes. If he were healthy, mm-hmm. yes. But I don't think – nobody's arguing he wasn't healthy. that he was healthy. No, he wasn't. Right? Yeah. No, no one's arguing that that was a performance-based and just incompetence as opposed to – Guys, he's pitching with his shoulder held together with band-aids and twigs. If he if he went three innings, he had his stuff, it, and they were just hitting him. That's a different conversation. And of course, if Altman makes that catch, um, <laughs> never going away. That was never going away. 
I, I got I mean, questions. I mean, he probably should have caught it. I don't know if he should have caught the ones that left dents in the outfield walls. Those were hard yeah, to catch. Yeah, but that one started everything. That's all I saw on Twitter. Have for, they replaced the left field wall at Dodger Stadium from for, Kershaw's outing yet? For because 48 that thing hours, took a beating. For 48 hours, all I saw was, well, you know, it changes everything. Bowden <laughs> makes that catch. Okay, we'll leave that one alone. Can I, can I just tell you this? Yeah. You, you need to adopt my philosophy. The second you hear something that dumb – just move on. You know what you're dealing with. Like like Emily was saying earlier, like sometimes you'll hear like a music opinion, right? You're like, oh, I know you don't know anything about music. Like what was the song, Emily, that you didn't like? Oh, you want to play Trainer. it more, right? Yeah, yeah. just, just <laughs> yeah, we'll find it. Yeah, we'll find uh, it. Don't worry. Megan Trainer. Yes, yeah. Megan Trainer. Yeah, we got it. Like Outman should have caught that and everything's different, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You know what? You're totally right. And then you very quickly move in the opposite direction because that person's a knucklehead. You're like, sure. Well, I like sure. sure. I like bringing it up. No, I, but you're bringing it up ironically. I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because if you're yeah. not, I'm going to have to leave. It's no, like I saying Sean McVay should be fired. Where people say in the hot seat for Sean McVay, you're like, sure. Okay, so this, I guess this is a question on Kershaw. And, and what happens? Let's say Kershaw wants to remain a Dodger. Let's say he he comes out and, and tells the front office, guys, I'm, I'm I want to keep. Then he coming. will be a Dodger. Then he'll be a Dodger. Is there? Is it just the same deal that he's kind of had these last couple of years? It's a one-year deal. It's X amount of dollars, and then we'll figure it out a year from now. Is it as simple as that? Like, is, is there? A, I guess the question is: Is there a position where Kershaw asks, "Guys, I want a little bit of security. I've been doing one-year deals for the last couple of years. I want a two-year deal this time." Is there something out there that the Dodgers say, um, "I think you should go explore the market because"? We don't want to offer you something that's more than one year. I think he's the only guy on the team that they would say, yeah, look, we don't do that, but we're going to do that. So even a two-year deal? Probably. Now, well, not he can't name his price. It can't be two years at $25 million. It's not one of those. But if he want, look, I need – Two years, 30. Th- there, there would be a way that if he needed two years – and again, I don't think he would ever ask for that because I think he likes the ability to yeah. just kind of rip the – pull the plug whenever he wants. But – if that's what he needed, I think he's the one guy that would get what he wants in that regard. I think I think everybody else would be like, yep, good luck to you. Sure. They, look, they did it to Justin Turner, mm-hmm. who was wildly po- – now, Turner's also not within 100 miles of Kershaw when it comes to legacy and and just, you know, he'd already played for other teams prior to coming to – Kershaw is – It was Seager. Seager, yeah, but Seager was – at the beginning, if, if Kershaw the had offered, if Kershaw five years into his career had said, I need this, they would have said, well, we don't do that. But now he's 15 years into his career. I think it's, I think that's the big difference. I want to read this to you, Salih. This okay. is from Bob Nightingale's piece in USA Today talking about Shohei Otani. And he quotes, <laughs> he quotes Astros general manager Dana Brown, who said this about Shohei. No one knows where he's going to end up, and I think that's exciting for the game. You just don't know what's going to happen. I think there may be a wild card team out there that's going to surface. These teams can just come out of nowhere. At the beginning of this piece, this is how this thing starts. This is the opening paragraph of this. Everywhere you looked, every place you turned, everything you heard, all you could imagine Tuesday was all about Shohei Otani. Otani was nowhere in sight. His agent, Nez Bolello, was not available. And his former Los Angeles boss, Perry Manazian, was only talking in generalities. Every general manager in baseball, including the one that he just played with for the last six years, including some of the most plugged-in reporters in baseball, yeah. nobody knows anything. And I, I know that I've said this. I am so, it's, it's the exact opposite of LeBron James, right? That LeBron James has been around for 20-plus seasons, mm-hmm. has been famous for even longer than that, has been the best player in his sport, for virtually that entire time or very close to it and he talks a lot about a lot of different things and i feel like i know a lot about lebron james sure the exact opposite is true he's incredibly famous he's the best player in his sport hasn't been doing it for as long as lebron and i know nothing about this guy and like with lebron i've kind of hit the point with lebron let me know when the game starts i want to watch lebron play basketball and kill it and be amazing in his 21st year and all those things. And then when the game's done, I'm good. I, I've And by the way, I'm on Team LeBron. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not a political thing or anything sure. like this. Like, I But he's a polarizing. He's I just, polarizing, yeah. I, I'm good. I feel like I've, I've got it all, right? He I've was got tweeting it all. a storm last night. Yeah, yeah I, like I don't – Otani literally is so unknowable at this point that 
reporters, general, including his own general. He's not there. His agent is unavailable. And there's teams that are going to bid on him that are going to come out of nowhere. It is so remarkable to me that we've gotten this close to when he's actually going to make a decision, and there's not even a whisper of what he might do. You know what's, what's fascinating with that? Because I, I'm going to use um, – I'm going to use my girl as an example. She does not watch baseball. She doesn't really care about sports. Um, she knows exactly who Otani is. Sure. And there's a lot of intrigue on Otani for somebody who, when I say she genuinely does not care, right? Went to a um, went to a, a Padres Angel game during the season, and when Otani came up. She found herself like basically, you know, Shohei Otani. She's cheering. I'm like, no, that's not the team we cheer for. We cheer for the other team. <laughs> but it's Shohei Otani. I get it. Exciting. Like I understand it. Yeah. I think there's also this in sports. We there are a lot of athletes we do know a lot about. That there's microphones right in front of them. That some of them have their own podcast. Some of them have their own production company. And you know, like you said, a lot about them. So there's less and less intrigue because I know, I know, I know. Shohei is this international powerhouse that, like you said, we don't know anything about, that even if you get just a little bit, you're like, tell me more. I need more. I need more. And and I and it doesn't you don't even have to be a sports fan. No. You don't have to be somebody that is doing what we do. You could just be a random person on the side that doesn't care about sports and it's tell me more What's about Shohei. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, well, we don't know anything about Shohei. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of like that because back then we didn't know nothing much about Jordan. We didn't know much about these guys. And I guess the fact that we should know or that we know a lot about a lot of different athletes and a lot of people because of social media and whatnot, that the fact that he doesn't want to be open like that, I think that makes it kind of cool. It's kind of unique. Awesome. In yeah, I'm okay it's with it. Awesome. Yeah. Because, it's, well, by the way, it's more difficult to right, not get exactly. anything out because of today and the information and how quick things can you get out. You have to be there. very disciplined and literally just not give anybody anything to get mm -hmm. excited about. But use Jordan as an example. Like, once this social media stuff and once the, the, the more modern media of we're going to know everything about everything. Like, I don't need it to go back to the days of Mickey Mantle where he's showing up to games drunk and the reporters are concealing it, right, because yeah. they went out drinking with him the night before. I don't, I'm I don't interested. Need, I don't need – I want to know about that, right? But this – I know everything that you're up to all the time. It is kind of fun to have a little mystery to not know because some of the stuff you might not like and I'd really, really – Rather not, right? Like there, I'm sure there's something about Shohei Otani that would make me go, oh, I don't love that. Change right? your opinion on him or maybe, something? Maybe not completely, mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit. And not knowing, he, he's the last one. Like think about, like we don't know a ton about Corey Seager, but we know enough that not a Dodger anymore, right? Yeah. That with Otani, it's completely unknowable. And I dig it. And that's why there really isn't a team. And I've kind of come back around on this. I, I thought that the Angels were a 0% chance. I still don't think it's likely, but it's not zero anymore. Because when you stop and think about all the things that we know, or we, we don't know anything. When we stop and think about all the things that we guess at, it's just it's unknowable. Also, some of these athletes are getting paid for per post. You sure. Know? Like you see the Messi when he got his eighth Ballon d'Or or whatever, he's wearing eight rings, and at the top of his thing it says paid by, you know, mm. whoever. Mm. And it's like, man, like you're not in it even for the money? I mean, I think it's kind of – He's, saying that he's this point. a mystery. Like it could, it could literally come down any second. And name a team that you would be knock you off your chair. I mean, the A's and things like that. that sure, but they're in the same piece of of the of the six seven teams that are most likely. You're saying, or the, you're saying pass. Nightingale was reporting that they think that they're going to be ten legitimate offers for him. Ten. Like usually a player of this magnitude, it's three or four because just not a lot of people have that kind of money lying around. Can I tell? Ten. Can I tell you? Do you also think it's ten? Because n nobody really. Let me give an example. Aaron Judge, when he's a free agent, like he was, you kind of had an idea that there's three or four teams that told me you don't waste your time if you're another team. There's no point of wasting your time. Do you think there's going to be ten offers because? You know so little. Yes. Right? That yes. Because, you know what? Who knows? Maybe we can make a bit. Might as well put our name in the mix. Do you know how many offers Aaron Judge, like official offers he received last year? Aaron Judge. So he got one from the Padres. Yes, he did. Got one from the Yankees. Yep. Um, was Giants one of the teams? It was. I'll say four. Three. Those okay. are the three. Aaron Judge. <laughs> Pretty good. Super likable. 
right? A guy that that is could become the face of your franchise for a very long time. It's Aaron, like this is Otani. He doesn't pitch, obviously, but if you can't get in on Aaron Judge, who are you getting? Ten, triple the amount of Aaron Judge offers. I wonder that's, who that, that's that, insane. That eight, nine, and ten are. It's going to be Toronto, you know, uh, Atlanta. You know, these these teams that have resources and have infrastructure. That, and and Toronto, like we were talking about, shoot your shot. Yeah, maybe there, maybe he loves Toronto. Never said it to anybody, but there's a dim sum place that he goes to. Like Adele goes to the one in Pasadena, <laughs> and he says, "I love that place in Toronto. I'm going there." I don't with him. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a. I I I think the way where do you want him to go, Slee? Obviously, well, how do you pitch this guy if you don't know much about him? Like money, yeah, opportunity well, but, yeah. to win. Locale. Probably, so much of it's just going to come down to. No, nah, I just want to go here. Right? Well, is the offer literally, hey, look, we're interested in you. Tell us what you want. We'll give it to you. We'll just tell us what you want. We'll, we'll make it happen. So <laughs> if you want Shohei Otani and there's that many other teams, I don't think you have another – you don't have another choice. You just basically say, look, I know everybody wants you. Everybody's offering you everything. Yep. We'd like to throw our hat in the ring. You tell us what you want and we'll make it happen. That's the only what what's the other offer that you can say? Let's talk about where we want to see him go. I because I mean, I think everybody that's listened to me talk on the radio for the yeah. last several months or years knows that I want him to be a Dodger In Toronto. But if it's not that where. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Fifth Row Fridays are back this Lakers season on Mason and Ireland. You can win fifth row Laker tickets to the Portland Trailblazer game on November 12th, where you can see Scoot Henderson struggle a little bit, Slee. I don't know if you know that or not. you got to listen to Mason and Ireland every day. Take some notes, pay very close attention, and on Friday, the fan who calls in and correctly answers the five questions will win fifth-row Laker tickets. Lakers fifth-row Friday presented by BBGo, the official game day snack of the Los Angeles Lakers. Fifth-row is pretty good seats, Lee. You can, you can hear them talk to the referees. You can yep. hear them talk to each other. You can hear them snipe. You can hear them pant. It's pretty good. At one point, if you want to turn around and wave to – 15 rows behind you um <laughs> me michael john beto the whole crew you guys are higher than 20 rows up aren't you we're the top of um section one okay is there 20 rows section 100 it's about 20 okay yeah so 15 rows yeah just hey what's up slee yeah like, hey, how is it up there down here? Hey, i'll let you know how the game's going <laughs> beto's like hey man when we're sitting in second row at dodgers he's like hey turn turn around i'm like okay cool he's like take your drink i had a paloma it was a paloma kind of night <laughs> sure, not a, not of a course beer. it is and he's like Wave to the chusma. I mean, the regulars, <laughs> the common folk. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, hey, chusma. <laughs> the, the chusma, that's the word? Yeah, common folk. Yeah, okay. Yeah. The greatest hey, chusma feeling in the <laughs> world is walking into first class on an airplane. Oh, yeah. There is nothing like, like, hey, what's up? I'm going, I'm turning left, suckers. The rest of you. <laughs> Go that way. I'm going left. You go past the curtain. Yeah, and I got a glass of champagne and a warm towel waiting for me. Peace. It's awesome. And I've never, ever done it where I had to pay for it, <laughs> which makes it even better. I absolutely love it. All right, so, Otani. Dodgers, I think, are probably the, the odds-on favorite. I don't know if they're like more likely than not. That's what it felt like four or five months ago, pre-arm injury. If you would have said Dodgers or the field, think I'm taking the Dodgers. Right now, I'm taking the field. Right, I, it, it, It's kind of flipped on me for that. But I obviously want him to go to the Dodgers because I'm a Dodger fan. You are not. You're a Padre. The, the Padres in their current economics 
situation feels like they're no longer at the table. Yep. So if it's not the Dodgers, where Mm -hmm. would you like to see them end up? To be honest with you, I, I there's something about certain franchises, and maybe this also has to do with I don't want them in the NL West. And that's just from a competitive perspective, even though how cool is that, that this dude's in the NL West and you get to see him X amount of times a year and he see comes to your stadium and everything else. But now the way Major League Baseball is structured, you get to see every team. There's something about the Yankees and the Red Sox, right? It just kind of comes with it. The Yankees and the Red Sox. I think he, if he was in... If he was in Boston representing the Red Sox, it's such a historic franchise, such a great franchise. The Fenway Park is as, as um, such a jewel of some of these stadiums. Yankee Stadium, it's a little bit different. I think if he was in – being in that division alone, I think just puts so much intrigue back over there, which I think has quieted down a little bit. I'd say Red Sox. Something along those lines would be would be fascinating to me. I have two. One of them is a, a genuinely bad idea because it could come back to bite you and, and it could be the reason you don't win a World Series. Maybe that's why I'm sending him all the way yeah, across the other. Yeah. I would, a, I'd like to see him a lot. And I know we can see all these games and win. But I, the Giants, in my opinion, yeah. there are six teams that matter in Major League Baseball. Right? There's the Yankees and the Red Sox. There's the Cubs and the Cardinals. There's the Dodgers and the Giants. If you're a fan of one of those other teams, sorry, you don't matter. In the grand scheme of things, there are six teams that matter. I want him on one of those six teams. You you listed two of them, and I think for kind of the same reason, right? I'd like to see him on the West Coast just so I could see him more sure. often. More makes frequently. sense. And the Giants, it, doesn't it just kind of – that watching him launch balls into the bay, kind of cool. It's a great market. I, I just don't want to see him do it against the uh, Dodgers. Listen, I, I actually I would – the Giants, the only reason why I don't is I'm being selfish, and I'm saying to myself, you got a team in the Dodgers that are already going to win 100 a year or 95 a year. The Giants are a good organization. So now you're they're putting – They're a good organization, but they're not a great team at the moment. True. They went and just took, I think, a good manager that was just in a bad spot. Bob Melvin is up there now, right? right, right. right? Um they have resources. They do. They have definitely a, a they have a smart GM, a smart GM, a good history of yeah. just understand. And and there's something about that market where I think Shohei would just excel and he'd dominate. But I go back to it now. It's like let me, let me just tell you the NL West for a quick second, okay? You got the Dodgers that are the Dodgers. I don't need to say anything. Then you would have Shohei representing the San Francisco Giants and the attention that go there, and and I'm sure they'll find a way to compete. You have the Arizona Diamondbacks that just got to the World Series. It's the the paying attention to that division. And, and look, I, I don't know if you're going to do it or not. The Padres have a bunch of good players. They can make the playoffs of this year. Of course they can. Of course can. they can. Yeah. So if, I think part of it is maybe just the competitiveness of like, it, oh, It would gosh. be awesome to watch. Here, here's my, if it's not the Dodgers, my number one choice, though. I'd like to see him go to Texas and play for the Rangers and hmm. just absolutely shove it down the Angels' throat as many times as possible. Like, you couldn't figure it out with me. You can figure it out with me and Mike Trout. I want, remember the whole stupid meme we talked about? Imagine if Mike Trout and, and, and Shohei were on the it's same the team. Yeah. Well, we're going to put Shohei on a team with Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, Jonah Heim, Young, all of these guys that are uh, uh, Adolis Ch- Garcia. Like here, here's the, We're going to put him with all of those guys. With a manager that knows what with he's doing. With an organization an office and a manager that knows, that knows how to do it. Yeah. And the Angels have to watch him come in and just cave their heads in 15 times a year. I'd like that. Fair. <laughs> is, uh, is That one's fair. You know what the next a, choice is? Yeah. The Angels. I'd like to see him stay here so I can go watch him. I think that would be kind of fun. I like going to watch him. Yeah, but him. you would lose. We've talked about this. I if, would. If, I, and I would too. And I, I almost feel bad saying it, but I would lose respect for him if he went back to the Angels because he has spent a lot of time also, I mean, in a, in a certain amount of way of how how much he cares about wanting to compete. Yeah, it's like the goal is the individual at that point. If he stays with the Angels, he's in, he's in it for Shohei Otani, and only for Shohei Otani, he doesn't really seem to care about if he's going to win a title or not. But yeah. my question to you is about if, is Globe Life a, um, a hitter-friendly park? Yes. Is it a homer-friendly park? Yes. Has he hit homers? Does he like yes. getting there? Yeah. So, I mean, that's also something that could be intriguing to him. It, it is, How but many keep, would he have keep, at Yankee mind, Stadium? Keep in mind, he's got pitch there, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, right. the, it, as you want hitter-friendly to a point, 
if you're like if you're Aaron Judge, you only want hitter friendly, mm-hmm. right? If you're Mookie Betts or Freddie Freeman, but if you're Otani, it's sure. like I kind of need neutral. <laughs> Because my talent will take care of the home run part, but I don't need the I don't need uh, the Crawford boxes in Houston. Me giving up a couple of long fly balls that turn into home runs. By the way, how ridiculous is that? That he has to look at it both ways. <laughs> sure, like he's got to be the one that's. Like, oh, man, I'm hit so many home runs here. It, oh man, people are gonna hit so many home runs here. <laughs> kind of going with what M said a second ago. His individual peak, maybe in the rearview mirror. Okay. Let's just let's just be honest with this. That I don't think his offensive peak is in the rearview mirror, but the the peak Otani is a two way guy is probably in the rearview mirror because he's had his second arm surgery. Mm-hmm. That that we, there's not a lot of data. There's not a lot of uh, track record that's going to assume a guy that's had two major elbow problems comes back and is an ace all over there's again. There's also not a lot of Otani's out there, so True. he could defy everything. He, he and be- could, but, the, but there's a big difference between peak Otani and the best that we've seen of Otani. Right. And what I mean by that is it's great to see Otani do what he did. It's unbelievable. Lead Sports Center. Twitter goes crazy because he hits uh, two home runs in one day and then and the doubleheader he pitches and has 10 Ks or whatever that day was. But Complete game. 12 strikeouts. Unfortunately that once August 1st rolled around, there was nothing left to talk about with Otani. Yeah. We could still get the best version of Otani because he's in a game where the series is tied to a piece and Otani's on the mound in a playoff series that's meaningful and he gets those 12 strikeouts and gets a, in seven innings. The best part of Otani as the story could still be ahead of you. Yes. The best part of Otani as the player could be in the past just just because he's gotten hurt significantly twice man i hope that's true and let me tell you what i mean by that i hope that the story that continues with otani is because otani is playing in meaningful games and look what this dude is doing in the clutch i see, we have all seen what he's done individually and as great as it's been and as 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 much as we've marveled about it we've also been disappointed that it all ends because there's no meaningful games. Take the hitter, put it aside, pretend it doesn't exist. Shohei Otani is Shohei, but all he does is pitch. And you have it, his career is exactly his career. You spending a lot of money on that? Wait, if he just pitches, if he if, he, if, if just this guy shows up from Japan, okay. he's never swung a bat in his life. He's yeah. just a pitcher. He shows up and he's a Cy Young candidate for like three years, but he's had two major uh, arm injuries. Coming free agency this year, are you going big on Shohei Otani? I don't think so. How big is big? Forty million a year, like the top the top of the market. Garrett Cole prices. You going in there? Or are you trying to find a bargain? I don't. I, I, I'm certainly not. I don't think that. I'm not. What makes you go top dollar is the hitting and hope that the pitching comes along. Yeah. But that's my point. That the fact that he's had two of these is concerning. Bueller's had two, right? Yep. How much of a concern is it? Yep. <laughs> Is he a free agent after this upcoming season? Ooh, maybe one more. I'd have to look. But okay. it's, it's either at the end of this upcoming and, and year or the year You know after. why I'm asking, because I'm just curious. Okay, well, what is that market value going to be? They will be very, very Oh, I'm Dodger-like. not talking about the Dodgers. Yeah. I'm Somebody talking about do, the market. The Angels will do it. Yeah. <laughs> How many arms did you had? Six? Ten-year deal. Let's go. Because hey, the Dodgers. <laughs> you were good. How long you pitched in big leagues? Ten years. How long have you been good? Once. How about a three-year deal? Cool. Dodgers are basically like there's I'll a scratch it. on the bumper, and they're like, no, get rid of the car. Kind of, especially if the bumper's on a pitcher, right? The hitter, they might buff it out. Yeah. A pitcher, like, now nah, you can have it. Angels, they're going to bring it in. They're going to paint it all over again. It's going to put a four-cylinder engine in it and drive it into the ocean. <laughs> That's what they do. Hot and cold's coming up next. It is beautiful. Four-cylinder. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. So this list of men are all very hot, which is why they're the hot category. So people <laughs> announced their sexiest men alive was Patrick Dempsey. And again, in our the year of our Lord, 2023, Patrick Dempsey is our sexiest man alive, please. What, but when was like man. Grey's Anatomy at its peak? Like 2008. Yeah, that's yeah. what I would have guessed. Is he doing yeah. anything else? I mean, is he... Is He's he... probably in a rom-com somewhere. 27 Dresses, right? Yeah. That's the one. I don't know. I think... So. Handsome, yeah. to be sure. Yes. Talented, He's sure. He's a very good-looking man. But I, look, I'm not watching... Like network sitcoms yeah. or network dramas, all that much, but yeah. I feel like he hasn't been. Well, I was going to say he's not relevant. Is that yeah. part of the? Uh, I'm sure part of the criteria is somebody who's relevant right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. who is in 2023 mm-hmm. the sexiest man alive? So I honestly Pop for him, Maverick. <laughs> sure, <laughs> I would have put out there. This is the response to like, yeah, we're not even debating this anymore. But uh, the response, if you asked Emily, would have been Jacob Elordi. He is the guy that was played Elvis in Priscilla. He was in Euphoria. He is in Saltburn. He is a very, very good-looking guy. But Now, fu- in Patrick Dempsey's defense, I don't know any of those I three things you just listed are either. Let me... Maid of Honor. That's the one I remember. <laughs> let me from. tell you the uh, other finalists. Again, okay. if you know Jacob those Pilar's other guys. Good-looking man as well. He's incredibly good-looking. But uh, other finalists are Timothy Chalamet. You know who he is? I know the name, but I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. Okay. Uh, Lenny Kravitz. I do know him. Uh, Pedro Pascal. I do know him. Which is, I would have bet that. Pedro's a good choice. I would have bet a million dollars it was going to be Pedro, because he yeah. had a huge year with The Last of Us. And, and he's um, in a lot of things. And uh, The Mandalorian. Yeah. And, and everyone loves him. He's like the internet's favorite guy. He's great. And then Usher and Jamie Foxx, the other finalists. And Jason Kelsey. Okay? So Jason not Kelsey. Not even Travis? Yeah, not his brother Travis. But I want to uh, play a piece of sound one. for you guys. It's from Jason on 94 WIP uh, in Philadelphia. And so they asked him about being... Named one of the finalists for Sexiest Man Alive. Like, are you actually one of the sexiest men alive? In your opinion. Because People Magazine not. says you are, are you? I'm not even the sexiest man in my family, <laughs> let alone sexiest man alive. I mean, what are we talking about here? Yeah, so Jason's a humble guy, and he had his whole spread where they lit him really well, but he wears flip-flops and jeans to games. Like, he's not looking like... But that's yeah. purposeful, right? I don't think so no he just doesn't care about clothes that's purposeful sure yes you but, know, like i i am but it's I'm, not fake i don't think it's fake that's it's what not I mean. fake yeah. No, I it, it, yeah it's not done like oh i'll be the anti-fashion no guy. Yes, it's, it's exactly. just this is it's who i am I what he wears all the jeans. time and he's like i don't why would i wear something different to the game people or like else? that yes. yeah they like and that, he's yeah. a dad it makes him more like you know people like that aspect and he has the beard and everything so jason kelsey is a finalist for sexiest man alive beard dad Flip-flops, jeans, sexiest man alive, I should have been nominated. That's all I'm hearing. Dang it, next year. (laughs) If they only had... Chinese food late at night. Right. Throw that into the mix Chinese as well. food hangover. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we're gonna who's cold. And now time for who's cold. Taco oh. And now time for who's cold. Taco Bell delivery. All right. So a bear stole a family's Taco Bell delivery off of their front porch. So they caught it on the ring camera. Mm-hmm. So again, it was like DoorDash or whatever. Where was this? I I can't remember where it was. I didn't I didn't have the the state down written down. But it was like as it must have been a little bit of a delay because the person would have had to lay down the food leave obviously not seen the bear and the bear comes up and takes it obviously i'm not letting that food sit on the porch very long no no, neither am i or the other possibility that bear was right there and he just didn't see it that's scary right that's what i mean like that bear was in the shadow or or, yeah that's what i mean he was just behind the car you just flat out missed it have you ever seen those videos? They've had some of these videos where, again, these ring cameras are going to catch everything, and people put them up on YouTube. And you got like an old man leaving his um, leaving his front door, and like the way he turns to lock the door, and then turns this way and starts walking down the driveway. The bear is right here and just doesn't see. Neither one sees the other. The bear stops because he's like, oh, my gosh, a person. And the guy just goes, gets into his car, yeah. and leaves. Does not even see the bear. Wow. That's it's also 
it, like a fact of life in a lot of areas of the, of United States where you know you just have sure. wildlife yeah. all around. Yeah. It happens in in Monrovia. Yep. It happens in Duarte. It happens yeah. in Bradbury and Altadena, Sierra yep. Madre. It happens all the time. I, I saw a TikTok the other day where again I think this kid was. Um, in school in Wyoming, and he like turns the corner to leave his um, dorm room and down the stairs, and there's just a bison. So he's like, "This is why you always look sure. both ways at Wy- uh, University of Wyoming. It's because there might be a freaking bison coming at you." There was a video I saw the other night where there was somebody had hung like a, a floor length mirror, like I don't know, it's maybe six feet tall. Like they nailed it to a tree or something. Or the, have you seen where the, the, the where the bear sees yeah. it and he, he hallucinates? The bear loses its mind. Yeah, he it does, starts attacking the mirror. He thinks there's another bear coming at <laughs> it him. It snuck up, but you could tell the bear's initial reaction is it's terrified. It's yeah. like, I, how did I not see another yeah. predator in yeah. this area? Yeah, it goes. It nearly funny knocks that the you tree saw over. That. <laughs> That's right. Because I've seen those before too, and they and they've. They've actually just put these mirrors like in the middle of forest to, and then a camera set up to see what their reaction is when they the see it. All, like all it. the different types of animals, too, yeah. like what a deer does, what yep. a rabbit does. Well, deers <laughs> have a brain the size of a walnut. Right, of right? course. They're, they're all lunatics. You seen the one with the, the couple hikers, the girls, and then the black bear, like, literally on her like sniffing her and she's just standing still oh my god and her friend's right next to her like don't move don't move they're just standing there the bear is sniffing around them yeah black bears are the ones that are scared of us as opposed to the other way around brown bears are the ones you don't mess with i know that you're supposed to like play dead or not run or whatever i how do you not how do you not run how do you not run yeah it's a bear part of the reason is because they're gonna run faster than you and then you become prey and then they and they can climb trees they're pretty, they're pretty shifty. Are you six here's, here's my <laughs> <laughs> confuse him. He'll get dizzy. Uh, here's my one thing with this: um, the forty-five dollars worth of food from Taco Bell. This this happens all the time, and in my complex that I'm in, that could be another conversation. If you're thinking the forty-five dollars, if that's one person, <laughs> two people, whatever Bell. it is, I don't understand how people. I don't know. Do, do they just forget their food? Do they forget that they ordered? They I would have fallen asleep, gotten high. I would have. I <laughs> yeah, never. True. I don't care what state I'm in. I never forget about food. I just don't. It's like a trigger in me that never forgets. We go into our, our condo complex, and there's a lobby right there. There's times where I'm like, there's two pizzas that have been there for two hours. Take them. They just forgot? I don't know how people forget Two food. hours is- that, It's a long it's time. Your, it's now your pizza. It's now what's it when something no, I'm not becomes take public domain. Food. Yeah. It's 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 like when a, a story that's a hundred years old. It's like yeah. you don't have to use the copyright anymore. You can just take the the intellectual yeah. property. That's your pizza. I take like the stuff in there, the beer in there. Like yes, hey, or domain. it's a trap pizza, and they want you to have a piece of that pizza, and they're just waiting for someone to eat it. Or that's why you don't order DoorDash. You go pick it up yourself, like I do. Oh, <laughs> who's okay, hot okay. and who's cold <laughs> is brought to you by NextGen. NextGen, the official AC, heat, and plumbing company of SoCal sports fans. Call eight three three NextGen or visit. NextGenAirAndPlumbing.com. DoorDash is great, okay? If you're if you're drunk or high and you want food right now, it's the safest way to get your food it's right now. It's the only time I do use the delivery apps is when I shouldn't drive a car. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Or sometimes you're hungover and you just don't want to leave your bed to get your bagel in the morning. I'm not patient enough. Yeah, I, I go. go. I'm just not patient enough. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, I, Maybe I, I'm not getting hungover enough. <laughs> I wake I wake up, I go on my DoorDash, I order the, the bagel, I go back to sleep, I set my alarm for twenty minutes however that's long. Next level. I wake up, I go downstairs to get my bagel. That's it's perfect. That's well, see you got a system. You just answered your question. Wait, maybe she forgets to set the alarm that one time and she falls asleep and that bagel right. sits there for an extra forty five minutes or an hour. Yeah. That's happened to my friends before. I'm going to start eating just off of whatever the should, complex orders. There should be like a timer. Like they set the pizza down and the d- the delivery guy hits the timer. It's like a countdown. Fair game. And you got 10 minutes after that. If that clock is at triple zero when you come through your lobby, help, me th- and Rookie are just, just waiting in the lobby. Just take a slice. You don't have to take the whole thing. How great would it be you go down <laughs> yeah, and make yeah. a pizza <laughs> and you open it you're like, there's a slice missing from this pizza. And you just see the guy in the elevator taking down a slice of pepperoni. The dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Speaking of videos that we saw, did you see Ichiro hit that bomb? Like, was it high school kids, M, that he was working with? Yeah, and it, okay, I gotta it watch this. Broke I a window, dude. So he's Ichiro. D- double checks. I'm pretty sure Ichiro's fifty, and if he's not, he's very close to fifty. He's in his late forties or early fifties. Fifty he years is 50, old. Yeah. He's fifty. Okay. A he other than the gray hair that he has, he looks like he's twenty five. He still looks amazing, and he was showing these kids how to hit, and he gets in the cage. And he launches one over the fence into the school and breaks a window. <laughs> that he's that he's still he's one of those freaks. Oh Jesus! That, and again, not unlike Otani, and not just because they're both Japanese, but 
they both went out of their way to be unknowable. That, that Ichiro, if you list, if you hear the the players that played with him and against him, Ichiro's English was pretty darn good. He understood all of it, but he would never do interviews in English all because it's just like what's in, I don't I don't need to. I, the the mystery of this is is worth it, but. I really wish we could have gotten all of Ichiro because I think he would be on the list mm. of one of the great – he already is, but I don't think he gets mentioned as quickly towards the top as he probably should. Just saw the video. How about the look on his <laughs> face after he notices he broke the window? Yeah. Like, my apologies. Yeah. <laughs> my I'll, apologies. I'll get you a new window. The pitch was a little inside. <laughs> I had to turn on it. I had to turn on it. There's a great – But I'm going to just say something. I, I, it's a good point because we have these in every sport. There's always athletes that you look back on and you say, I, I, I'll give you an example. And I don't know how much he is appreciated. And maybe I just think he's not as appreciated as much as he should be. Tony Gwynn was just, it was an art watching sure. him do his thing. And there are plenty of players, whether in football or in basketball or in baseball, that you can go back on and say, you know, they retire, 10, 15 years go by, and it's like, did, pe did people really appreciate what that dude was doing on a night-in, night-out basis? And Ichiro is a perfect example of it. They appreciate it, but when you say, hey, give me give me some of the greats, when does he come up and you wish that that was a little bit higher? So let me ask you guys this. Ichiro is the all-time hit leader if you take his Japanese league hits and combine them with his major league hits. I don't think anybody's arguing that the Japanese league is as good as the major leagues. But yeah, we zero do, zero game but, stopped in the twelfth inning when I was there. But we do know that Ichiro could hit big league pitching. Of course. So is he the hit king? Even though they didn't all come here, because it's not a well, you know, he he really struggled when he. No, he didn't. He laid out American or not American major league pitching. His from the moment he showed up, is he the hit king? Three eleven. If I'm looking at this right in his career. 311 in the major leagues in the major leagues yeah put together his japanese hits he's got more than pete rose i think you got to keep them separate really yeah i think you do because there, there's also going to be if i give an nba example there's going to be guys that played internationally they played in europe or something like that and let's say they absolutely dominated there then came here and were fantastic as well should we add those two that's what i'm asking like but what if they came over and not just but they were the best player in the league for a while and not for like a year or two, but two-thirds of their career they came over and smashed the NBA. Yeah, It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not it's like he was getting freebies over there. Sure. It's crazy. Happy birthday to Gordon Ramsay, who turns 57 today. Are you a uh, – is it Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares? It's Hell's Kitchen, yeah, is the one that I remember. I remember the idiot sandwich where he puts the two pieces of bread on the other side of the person <laughs> and says, what are you, an idiot sandwich? He, he <laughs> That's funny. Flipping – I know he's doing a thing, yeah. but I kind of like the thing I, that I he watch does. It. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a compelling performance for his for his shows that he had. It's not like I would be, and I don't know what network they were on at the time. Fox, whatever it was. It's not like I was sitting there on a Sunday or whatever day. And I'm oh, I'm waiting for this to come on. But that's part of the the beauty of YouTube is I can get clips of Gordon Ramsay. You can get a compilation of yeah. when he just loses it, and I'm like, this is really good. Okay. 15 minutes of entertainment watching him lose it. I was sitting ready to watch Hell's Kitchen as a kid. Really? I was so into okay. Hell's Kitchen as a kid because I just liked the like, drama. You liked the yelling? I liked the yelling. Yeah. I liked the high stress. And yeah, the it's flipping raw. Rare is the over-the-top like performance of it all yeah. appealing to me. That's the exception of the rule. Like I I thought he's But then he's so sweet with kids and stuff. Have you ever seen like Master Chef Junior or whatever or like whatever one the version of the I that hope he, does? he is. He's Master so screaming in a nine year old's face. So incredibly sweet and kind and like very helpful. So like I actually fun story, I uh was a camp counselor and one of the girls in my camp one Master Chef Junior. No kidding. So she was they called her Hurricane Avery. She was crazy. Um but she talks about being besties with Gordon when she was on the show. It's very sweet. That's a good. That's a nice little resume builder. Yeah. Anyone, what's it called? It was nine. Hell's Kitchen nine year old. It was Master Chef Junior or Master like Chef something. Junior. That's junior. a better name. I, I do like. I, I think it's because <laughs> the reason why this also worked so well is because of the restaurant industry. I'm sure there's a lot of chaos in that oh. to begin with, and maybe those that can relate to it. Not exactly. That's a good example of it. 
The Angels have reportedly interviewed a couple of candidates for their managerial vacancy, according to The Athletic, which include uh, former Arizona Diamondback, New York Mets, New York Yankees, Texas Rangers, and Baltimore Orioles manager Buck Showalter, and uh, former, I believe, Ron Washington managed the A's, I want to say. I know he's been a, he was a big league manager on one other team. I think it was the Oakland A's. Um, and Perry Manassian, the Angels general manager, said, we all know how a manager can transform a team. We all saw it in Texas. Hall of Fame manager goes there. Add Bruce Boshi, see him walk through the door, what he did for that club. It doesn't go unnoticed. We're looking for that type of presence. He's been a manager at the Texas Rangers and then has been a third-base coach with, which, with the Braves, and he's also been a coach of the Athletics. Okay, so he was the manager of the Rangers, Ron Washington? Yeah. There you go. So, okay, I don't disagree with Perry Manassian's overarching statement of, you get the right guy at the right time for the right job, it can make a difference. Mike Sosha is a pretty good manager. In fact, Mike Sosha won the World Series until ownership changed. Uh, Brad Osmus got one season. We don't know if he's a good manager or not. He got yep. one season. Joe Madden got two and a half seasons. We know he's a good manager. He took a team to the World Series, took another team to the World Series, won the World Series in Chicago. He lasted two and a half years. Phil Nevin got a year and a half in who knows if Phil Nevin's a good manager or not? He got a year and a half. It's impossible to tell. So do you really think that this next guy, whoever it is, is going to have an impact? Or just maybe, is there something else rotten in How that dare suit? you? That's better than the Padres said they're going to wait right now till I don't know when. I don't know when they're going to hire their that, – that's a good – that's also a good game plan. Don't worry Padres about that. Uh, borrow money yeah. to make payroll. Well, you gotta, you, you know. saw that, right, Slee? Yeah, to chip in. We all had to chip in. <laughs> Everybody. They you already had hat. chipped in. You bought your season ticket uh, package. Okay, can I ask you guys a real – so I, I I think I'd mention this to Trav. I had a quarter season package. Okay. Tomorrow I'm supposed to – Is it renewal date? Yeah, I think renewal date. And then also a question of if you want to get better seats. Yeah, upgrade. I'm oh, really yeah. I'm really bitter right now. You Do buy I, them again? Because – uh, they don't know what they're doing. The, the the GM is really bad. A.J. Preller, this is going to be his, I think, sixth manager in 10 years, right. something along those lines. Um, have you guys ever said, and I know you are the one with season tickets, yes. have you ever said, I'm not going to do this because I'm not happy with what's going on there? You know, there's such a thing as being in for a penny, in for a pound. I'm I'm heavily invested. There's no way for me to back out of a seat license at this point. So you make that payment every year. Um, I just paid for next year's tickets. For the Rams? For the Rams. So I bought tickets for the 2024 season. Because remember, the seat license only gives you oh, yeah. the right the opportunity to buy, to buy tickets. the tickets. Right. So you're paying both of those things. You have tickets to the SC too, right? I, I, do, I don't have season tickets. Okay. I just, okay. I just scrapped I thought that's, game I thought okay. that's what you had. I no, thought you no, had season yeah, tickets. Yeah, no, sorry. Rams. I, I just scrapped game to game with uh, USC. They didn't raise prices, did they? Rams did. Um, did they? Mm -hmm. Did they raise prices? I'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, I think I'll find out tomorrow. For I even be half a second, did. did you think about? Yeah, wait, not even, um, just, not even well, a moment. Well, I'm, okay, here's the credit card. Not even an instant. Not I'm even like, for a second. No, I, I, because you're at at some point you're just in. I, I get it. I've never had season tickets, but I get like, look, this is what it's I the first do. First time I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm curious. Like the price going up after a tough season for the Padres, especially the Rams. Yeah. I think you can say, hey, listen. You you can trust us, and you can right, right. you can. Yeah. It's, a, it's a reasonable ask. Dodgers, I'm the sure Rams. there's a lot the of Dodgers raising yeah. season ticket prices even after a difficult season would not be offensive to me. Right, but the Padres maybe a little bit. A little hesitation. Yeah, yeah. no a decision I get to make tomorrow at 4 p.m. You got to pitch in. They got to they got to pay Xander Bogarts. Come on, get that ticket we, money we, in. We have a transfer fee that <laughs> we'd like to pass on to our customer, <laughs> our, our season ticket holders. We've been good two two percent. We had to go you, borrow. You can leave money a you Chase. can leave a tip. Yep. Every everywhere that you can tip them, exactly. and that money will go directly to Manny Machado's <laughs> bank account. Let's do a little super cross talk. So Ireland is in Houston right now. John, can you hear us all right? Yes, sir. Trav, you used to live here, right? I did for uh, a little less than two years. Mason hates Houston. Oh, I hate Houston. It's like Orlando and Houston, my two least favorite American, major American cities. I've only spent a very limited time in Orlando, so I can't speak to it. I'm not going to try to talk you off that corner. Yeah. Uh, uh, on Houston. On Houston. Corner, yeah. I, the, the people in Houston, I deeply, deeply liked. Sure, I, I sure. really, truly did. I did not like this. I think it's just like one long strip mall. 
Like, Houston <laughs> is a really big yeah. strip mall. Counterpoint? Yeah. Where else can you donate your blood, take your kid to daycare, and get your oil changed in the same strip mall? There you go. Okay, good. Because they're all probably, covered. And there's probably a gentleman's club there, too. <laughs> there, there almost certainly More is. More than one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're all within walking distance of one another because, and a church. It's very, if you want to go get church. some, you yeah. want to hear the word, right. you can go do that, too. There you go. It's all, all in one spot. I like, well, that's a different way to look at it. Yeah. It's got all of them. Yeah. Are you a fan, John? Yeah, I like it here. I've always liked it. I used to live, my uh, second stop in TV was in Beaumont, Texas. Yeah, a little east. And trust me when I say, Houston was a major, major upgrade from Beaumont. So I've always had a soft spot. Did you live in, did you work in Houston or just Beaumont? Just Beaumont. Okay. How far away is Beaumont from Houston? 75 miles. 75 miles. Oh, okay. So it's like a... Suburb. There, well, it's it, well, no, not, by, not by Texas in LA standards. It would be, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, and you have to drive through. John, Craig, fix me if my geography is wrong here. You have to go east to go to Beaumont from Houston, right? Correct. Yeah. So if you were driving right along the Gulf of Mexico, yes, that's where you would and Beaumont, and it runs right there. You could drive from if you drove from Beaumont to to New Orleans, you'd just be along the Gulf the whole time. And I believe, I don't know what the city of the town is or anything, but it's nothing but like chemical processing plants the entire right, way. Right, well, that, nice. Yeah, that's Port Arthur where Jimmy Johnson <laughs> grew up. Port the Arthur. city that stinks. Uh, the, the scent in the Se- air. The scent in the air is oh, very distinct. Seven yeah. traps so bad that uh, it, more than, I'd say more than five times, less than ten, I had to quit playing golf because I said, what am I doing? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's rough. What Welcome great to area. Yeah. What, uh, yeah. Sounds that's beautiful. A, the life expectancy down there is not long. Well, it, nothing that smells like that can be good for you. No, Amen. can't be. <laughs> I, am, I am shocked that you're two minutes talking to John and have not We're mentioned gonna get there. the trailer. I should have sent it to you, too. Did you watch the trailer, John? Of What's course. it a trailer for? So it's a trailer what for- what was my response to you, Travis? <laughs> my one-line response. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the Mean Girls oh, musical, musical it's coming movie out in January. Yeah. trailer came out today? Do they use Fetch? Not in the trailer. Okay, but the trailer—it's got John Hamm. Yeah, it's yeah. got Tina Fey. It's got some names. It's got uh, Tim Meadows, and nice. then well, the, Tina Fey wrote it, right? And M, help me out with the 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 Regina George character, Renee Rapp. Renee Rapp, who apparently is a wildly talented singer that has the Regina George character. Okay. And then was like, oh, Trav, because she knows I love Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She thought I would not like the Mean Girls musical. I'm all in. You're in it? All in. Yeah, Ireland, you're, are you you're in? going uh, You're going to be in the chorus for this When I go to New York, I'll be disappointed in myself if I do not attend the Mean Girls musical. But you just got to find time. That's the, that's the actual musical, but the movie is coming out in... Oh, so the trailer you sent me was for the movie. For the movie, yes. It's not a movie the, not the, the musical. Actu- it's a movie that is a musical featuring John Hamm. As coming out in coach. January. Are you a Mean Girls guy, Mace? Well, this is so for John Ireland because, well, actually, Mean Girls is a movie that I've watched many, many it's times. It's always on E! Entertainment. It's it like, is. It's it like was, Mean Girls, Mean Girls, Mean right, Girls, Mean Girls. It was at um, the end But I, of the Lindsay musical I've not seen, run. but uh, Ireland's always up for a music. Broadway John is totally up for it. Amen. But but this is weird because it was the Mean Girls the movie the original was right before Lindsay Lohan went off the rails. Yep, like it was her last the swan song. Yeah, it was her last <laughs> normal movie before she became basically turned to the dark side. Um, and uh, and now I I wonder you know there's an ad for something. It's Walmart, where they got Lindsay Lohan. Um, oh, well the girl aware. that played Gretchen Wieners, who's on Hallmark all the time. Lacey Chabert. Five. Yeah. And uh, Amanda Seyfried. But they couldn't yes. get Rachel McAdams. No. Regina's they got three not- of the four. Okay. So you said, and you're not wrong, that Lindsay Lohan went to the dark side almost immediately after Mean Girls wrapped. Right? She, right. she got addiction yes. issues. Yes. Yes. That commercial that you're talking about, John, is a Walmart commercial. She looks really good in it. She, I think well, the she's com- always looked good. Well, there was a moment where it looked like she was in trouble. That she did not look healthy, shall we say? That Is she, she in a current Walmart commercial? Yes, oh, really? It just started this week. Oh, it's good. like Brandon, uh, she two looks minutes. like Lindsay Lohan again. Yeah, she and does. I'm very optimistic about a comeback. Did you guys? Did any of you guys ever see the movie The Canyons? Yes. The movie. Okay. What was the movie, John? It's called The Canyons. Oh yeah, this, this is this movie so up Ireland's. Go yeah, ahead. So it's a how terrible this movie. movie it's, it may be the worst <laughs> movie ever made, but how it didn't get an X rating, I'll never know. But it isn't. It's NC seventeen, but it should have been X, and she's the star of it. And and it's just th- th- that was the announcement that she is like, I don't care anymore. I'm doing whatever I want. You know, the one thing I always think about. I used to live over, you know, sort of Venice, Santa Monica, right by the 
the police station oh, on yeah, yeah. Second Street, right? She and the courthouse. She got a DUI in front. Oh my god! Of the police station. <laughs> It's hey, like, don't be a hater. She's it's just like, misunderstood. So I, I've got I've got a relative who will sometimes in a small town say, "I'm going to take the back way home." It's like this is the opposite of taking the back way the home. It's like way. driving right in front of the cops, just waving. Yeah. I, I have a friend. This is a true story, fraternity brother of mine, that was driving from Las Vegas to Reno. That's a long and, drive. And there was a some type of 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 a of an accident on the freeway or something, and it was down to one lane. Mm-hmm. So it, it thinks it slowed down to a crawl. And there's a police officer directing traffic. And my friend rolls down the window while he's driving, sticks out his left arm and points and says, is this the way to Reno? <laughs> And the cop said yes and pull over. <laughs> and my friend didn't realize he had a beer in his hand. Oh, an open beer. That'll do it. I got, that that might be the all-time blockhead move by a driver ever. Okay, Th- this is <laughs> that's, that's who the, yeah that, that one and wins. Lindsay are one and one a. Yes. Yeah, that one wins. How about call a ride? Like I'm not even yeah. doing like a PSA well, here, back but in the you're day, Lindsay though. Lohan, right? right? Oh, there, no. anybody will but give this, you a ride so wherever like, you want to go. What about all like the what about all the athletes? All the athletes too. Anytime they get yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, the I mean, worst, the worst example of this, and I'm not meaning to like make light of a tragic situation, but I can't stress how much this is the case because I travel with a sports team. We have three full-time security guys that travel with us, and we all have their cell phones. And if you're ever in any type of a situation, they're your first call. Like, you can't get an Uber, you can't find a ride, you can't, you're in some type of entanglement, whatever. They're your first call. These are all former LAPD's uh, officers. They're great guys. They've been with us forever. And how Henry Ruggs did not call one of the Raiders security officials the night he got in his tragic accident, where people were actually killed, and it really ended his life and his career. He's going to be in prison for 40 years, Mm. is is inexplicable it's the number one thing they teach us and i'm i'm not even a player i'm an announcer it's you never get in a car if you've been drinking if you travel with a sports team we have like five suvs on speed dial i i can't imagine how that didn't get through to henry ruggs but it it, it was a a mistake that'll cost him his life and his career how many security guys do you think because it's a much bigger traveling party does the nfl give teams I, w- I would say they probably have one for every 10 players. One for every 10. So, yeah. that's so that'd be five. Five. Yeah. 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 In this day and age, a security guy is that, call an Uber, man. Just call an Uber, call a Lyft, you're but all Mace, set. You don't even have to. Uh, this is what I'm trying to, to illustrate. Yeah. If you're a player, like let's say I'm John Ireland Laker point guard, I don't even have to call an team. Uber. Right. If I call the security guy, he goes, I'll have a car to you in five minutes. And he'll come with the car. But That's what if job. you're like totally already like smashed, smashed, right? And you, you don't want you, your team to know you don't, that well, you went this, out. This and got security smashed. guys are like lawyers. It's it's lawyer client privilege. Oh, it is. Right? Okay. Well, oh, yeah. They never ever tell the like. I'll give you an example. We just got out of Orlando and Miami. These guys were out all night. Our security guys, and you'll never they'll never tell you where they were or who they were with. They just don't do it. It's part of their code. How many times did you go on Space Mountain? I didn't go. Billy Mack went to – I had to uh, – I had, that was the one day I did the show in Orlando with Mace. And keep in mind, when you're back east, my show goes till 7.15. Oh, right, yeah. right. So my, my friends had already all already gone to Disney World. So I played golf, Trav, at Disney World. Oh, that's right. You mentioned that. I did not go to the park. How many times have you called the security people and said, I'm John Ireland, I'm voice of the Lakers, I need a ride? Probably three. Really? Hey, yeah. that's good. Yeah. I, my... I expected the answer zero, zero yeah. three. No, I'm friends with all of them. Maybe yeah. They, so, and, and their number one thing. John is having a good time out there. Don't like Slee. That night you and I went to the, what was it? The Peppermint Hippo. Peppermint Hippo. Yeah, yeah. Peppermint Hippo. Great establishment. Beautiful yes. place. Yes. Great food. Great. If we were Affordable. players, <laughs> the security guys would have gone. They would have driven us there and stayed with us. And then when we were ready to leave, they would have taken us back. 
Wow, that's a great deal. Yeah, yeah. There's no excuse. If that's again, there's so, no excuse. No, there is it, no excuse. Here's no. my like. You're you thought it was going to be zero. So did I, I. When you asked John that question, I, you're thinking I, the same I, question I, I, I am. Go ahead. Well, if you're admitting to three, right? How many? How many actually is it? <laughs> no, no, no. Three is it. And, and so by what the, way, the hell happened? What made you have to call the security to get you home? One time I had to stay late and do TV live shots. Okay. And I couldn't get an Uber for All whatever right. reason. I was. I think I was in Phoenix. Okay. And I couldn't get an Uber or a Lyft, and so I texted one of them, and I said, hey, do you guys have a car near where I am? And they said, yeah, we do. It'll be there in 10 minutes. Another time, I was out with players, mm-hmm. and we we had – I had Ubered, but the players had shown up later, mm-hmm. and um, the security guy had to go help another player somewhere else. And so I called on behalf of all of us, and they came back and got us. Yep. And one time I was going to a golf course, and one of the players was playing with me, and they don't like players to take Ubers unless they have to. Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, I'm playing golf with so-and-so. Do you want Do you want to take us over there and bring us back? And they said yes. So We're- no wild swinging from the chandelier kind of. I thought there was going to be <laughs> like too. one doozy. One night we went no, out the and one tied night, one The one on. night that I was out with players and, and we were drinking, I was prob- I probably couldn't have driven, but I don't have a car on the road anyway. Right, right. But my point in telling this whole story is, if, every, if you ever hear a story about a professional athlete being arrested for DUI or, God forbid, what happened with rugs, which was way worse, that athlete didn't get the message because every team has security guys. Right, right. Every single one of them. My takeaway from this is I should have been a play-by-play guy so I had access to the number. There you go. Yeah, so right. I, I right. I'll give it to you, Trav. They're good guys. They, they may help you out just to be good guys. Well, you never know. send it along because uh, <laughs> this, this situation comes Trav's up ready. occasionally. Okay. It does come up occasionally. Well, I can't. I'm not yeah. saying it's weekly or even yeah. monthly, but every once in a while it's like, hey, how are we going to get out of here? Yeah. And it would be nice to have there another option. It there would be go. good. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out. That's what a hamburger's all about.